Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, this is EJ Holland with the Wolverine.com. We're back this week with another live recruiting show. As always, if you're not a subscriber to the Wolverine.com, make sure to subscribe now. We're offering a special promotion, $10 until next football season. That gets you premium insider information on recruiting. So what you get on this show is just a taste of things. You can get all access premium insider information at the Wolverine.com, as well as insider information on the football team, basketball team, basketball recruiting. And you get to be part of a great message board community over at the Fort message board. So subscribe to the Wolverine.com right now, just $10 until next football season. I believe that is until August 31st of 2023 for just 10 bucks. That is less than two loads of laundry here uh, at my apartment complex. So uh, pretty cheap. (laughs) Anyway, uh, let's dive into uh, Michigan recruiting. Obviously, guys, get your questions in. We are going for 30 minutes tonight. I do have a Zoom meeting after this live show that I need to get to. So we are going a flat 30 minutes tonight. So if you want your questions answered for sure, get them in early. And as always, uh, yes, go blue Anthony Kearney. Get them in early um, or hop in with a super chat. Your super chat dollars go straight to my travel budget and not to uh, the big corporate overlord. So that allows me to hit the road, uh, see prospects on a weekly basis as I normally do. So uh, hopefully more people will funnel in here and we can get the uh, questions rolling. In the meantime, um, oh, actually, we got our first question coming in from Jesse Ariola. How are we looking with the safety uh, Zaquan Patterson and wide receivers Carmelo English and Jeremiah McClellan. Um, so I, I think there's a, a mix of 23 and 24 guys here. So the one 2023 20, prospect is Carmelo English. So when we're talking about 2023, 20, obviously we're talking about this cycle. Uh, Carmelo English, four star wide receiver out of Alabama, former Auburn commit did make an unofficial visit to Michigan this fall for the game against Penn State, had already used his official visit uh, on Michigan in the summer before he decided to stay closer to home and commit to Auburn. Obviously, Auburn had a lot going on uh, with its coaching staff. Uh, Obviously, they're in uh, now contention to get a new coach. So, uh, yeah, they they had a big shakeup. English opened things up. Michigan is definitely... 
unappealing option. I actually think Michigan may have the slight lead for English right now. Uh, and as you can see across the he is a four-star. In fact, ESPN has him way high as a top 100 prospect. Rivals has him as a top 150 prospect. So uh, I really like English. I actually had a chance to see him early on in his high school career. In fact, he was a kid that I wrote that Michigan should offer way back when he was uh, going into his junior campaign. He played with uh, Alabama Elite 7-on-7 seven seven team gas crew, um, and I saw him you know, randomly at a 7-on-7 seven seven tournament, and he caught my attention. So I've always been a big fan of Carmelo English since he was a younger kid. Um, he's obviously risen up as one of the top wide receivers nationally, and he is the priority on Michigan's recruiting board. If you remember, Michigan was supposed to host Jaron Hamilton for an official visit for the game against Michigan State. That did not happen. English is the guy that Michigan wants. Now, can the Wolverines close? Um, it's definitely realistic. I do think there's still um, – so English, I think, is still – hesitant when it comes to potentially leaving the South. And that's why, you know, a school like Kentucky is a very appealing option to English. They hosted him for a visit as well. Some other SEC schools are starting to get involved in that recruitment. So that's definitely something uh, that I am monitoring closely. Michigan will have to overcome distance. English does like, you know, the environment and the vibe in Ann Arbor. He's built up a close relationship with position coach White, uh, Ron Bellamy. So there is uh, a lot to like about where Michigan sits in this recruitment. But again, I think they have to convince him to uh, to get over the uh, the distance factor. Obviously, Michigan has won. Uh, recruiting battle in Alabama recently. They pulled Deuce Spurlock out of their last cycle, so it's it's definitely a possibility. In terms of the other players, Zaquan Patterson and Jeremiah McClellan, both 2024 prospects, so we'll hit on them quickly as the uh, questions are starting to ramp up. Um, Zaquan Patterson is one of the top uh, safety prospects in the country out of the state of Florida. He came in for an unofficial visit uh, last month and Michigan made a big impression on him. Steve Klinkscale is recruiting extremely hard in the state of Florida and uh, has taken, oh, if you guys don't know, Steve Klinkscale is now the area recruiter in South Florida. He actually stopped by and saw Zaquan uh, during the off season. Again, he visited this fall. So, yeah, I think Michigan's right up there. Uh, on three has them pretty low at the number 259 overall prospect nationally. Uh, but everybody else has them top 100. I think Michigan and Miami are definitely some early leaders in his recruitment. So I think Clink has done a tremendous job of getting in this recruitment early on, building relationships around South Florida and with those close to Patterson. So you're seeing a lot of offers go out to defensive backs in Florida. You're seeing a lot of offers in general go out in Florida. Now, Michigan has historically recruited Florida well, but I think you're seeing even more of an effort, particularly down in South Florida around the Miami area, thanks to Clink Scale, who again has taken over as the um, area recruiter there. Jeremiah McClellan, on 300 wide receiver out of St. Louis. I actually just had a visit recap with him 
uh, on the Wolverine today. Had a great time on campus for the game against Michigan State. That was his second visit. You know, 2024 is loaded with wide receiver targets. I mean, you obviously have uh, the more elite guys like Ryan Wingo. You have guys that are trending in the right direction like Marion Stewart and Channing Goodwin and Jordan Ship. Uh, I think Jeremiah McClellan's a guy that needs to be talked about a lot more. He's extremely talented. He's rated uh, as a top 300 guy by all four major recruiting services. He actually played seven on seven on the club circuit with Amarion Stewart, which could definitely help if the Wolverines are able to close with Stewart out of Chicagoland. Um, but McClellan, again, a great prospect in his own right. He had a great time on campus. I think Michigan's right up there uh, with some schools like Notre Dame and Arkansas and Missouri, Oregon, Texas, Texas A&M. So a pretty big list for McClellan. I think he's taking his time uh, looking at all options, but Michigan and Bellamy doing a great job there. Uh, I see we have questions about transfers, guys. The uh, team writers handle transfers. I do not even go into the uh, portal sphere. So sorry for anybody asking um, about transfers. John Stacy is the is next week's visitors list big. So if you're talking about this uh, week for the game against Nebraska, it's probably going to be a little light. Uh, not a ton of guys that we've heard that are are coming in, but uh, you know Anoeta will be back on campus. I reported that last night, which will be big, uh, considering that he did make a visit to TCU. It's obviously imperative that Michigan keeps him locked in, but. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what other visitors are added to the list. Illinois should have some more guys for sure. Jair Hills coming in, you know, one of the top remaining targets on the board. I think you'll see some of the uh, newer offers make official visits. Yeah, I, I feel like Cameron Calhoun uh, could be a guy that pops up or Jamel Howard. I think the, the newer offers are kind of getting penciled in for official visits either for that Illinois game or for uh, December. There is going to be some December official visits as well. You know, I also reported last night that Nathan and Phoebe on 300 offensive linemen would be making an official visit in December. So, um, yeah, I do think Illinois will be more loaded than Nebraska. But, you know, Michigan uh, got so many top end guys on campus for uh, the game against Michigan State. And our producer, Matt, has pulled up the uh, – Nathan Afobi profile, which <laughs> is always funny to look at because you look at on three and they have him as a top 150 prospect nationally. And then across the board, he's a three star. Uh, so with Nathan Afobi, just to give you to bounce off of this, um, this question, uh, Nathan Afobi and, and give you guys just a general update. Uh, and so I, again, reported this first over at the Wolverine.com. He is making an official visit in December. I do think a uh, decision will come at some point in the near future, Michigan, I think, is still trending in the right direction. I have a on-three prediction in for the Wolverines to land a phobia. I think Miami is the other school to watch out, but I'm not overly concerned with the Hurricanes. A lot of confidence with Michigan. So to pose a question that we get often in the chat who will be Michigan's next 2023 commit? I think Nathan Ophobia is definitely a strong option there. <laughs> Let's go to our guy, Hugh Jepenis. Uh, what is going on with Dante Moore? Is he opening his recruitment back up? Um, look, I think there's a lot of uh, rumors in regards to 
the Oregon staff and how long uh, they'll actually be in Eugene. But, uh, you know, I haven't followed Dante as closely as I obviously used to just because he's no longer really a Michigan target. But in regards to Michigan, uh, I don't think there's anything there. I think Michigan is all in on Jaden Davis uh, as their guy, regardless of class at the quarterback position. So I don't think there's anything with Michigan and Dante in terms of Michigan State. Obviously, Michigan State has played NIL as much as possible this recruiting cycle. It worked early. They got some early lands, and then they've had uh, a series of decommitments as of late. Is it possible Dante ends up at Michigan State? I mean, I wouldn't completely rule it out because I'm sure Michigan State's trying to put together the greatest NIL deal of all time. Um, but I, I know he's built really good connections with Oregon staff. I know he really uh, likes the opportunities out there as well. Um, so right now I haven't followed it as closely, but I think it would be a little surprising if he ended up at Michigan State uh, unless, again, they put together some crazy nil deal to you know to lure him away uh and and lock him in kind of like tennessee uh did with uh with five-star quarterback nico Amaleva, which i'm sure i mispronounced that uh but what tennessee did with nico I, I would assume it would take something as big or even bigger for michigan state to get dante so who knows i mean recruiting has obviously changed but i i know dante built personal relationships with the Oregon staff. And I'm not sure he necessarily did with the uh, Michigan staff, at least from, you know, covering the Dante recruitment early on when he was still a Michigan target. But in terms of Michigan, don't think Michigan's going to revisit uh, Dante. I don't think Dante's going to revisit Michigan. I think both parties have kind of moved on there. Um, Aaron Brown asked, who do you think we can flip for the 2023 class? Well, there are, a handful of options. A new offer went out this week to Darius Taylor, in-state running back, three-star prospect out of Wald Lake Western. Uh, he is currently committed to Minnesota. Uh, so that's definitely a prospect that Michigan can flip. They got him on campus for the game against Michigan State. Like I know that um, Michigan already has two running backs in Cole Cabana and Benjamin Hall. I think Cabana is one of the most dangerous offensive weapons in the entire country, but I think he'll play multiple roles for Michigan. I think he'll be a slot guy. I think he'll be a guy that also returns uh, kicks and punts. So I'm not sure Cabana, is, I, I would classify Cabana as a true, true running back. And then when you look at Benjamin Hall, he struggled as a senior. He's been up and down. So I think Taylor is a guy that could uh, be a very serviceable option, considering that Cabana will likely be a jack of all trades and that uh, Hall hasn't been what was expected of him. Uh, but Taylor, I, I really liked in the offseason. I thought he had a strong performance when I saw him live at Sound Mind, Sound Body's Ford Field Showcase. I named him a top performer at a Pylon 7-on-7 seven seven tournament. So I've seen him in the past. You know, he doesn't have amazing track times, but he's game fast. Um, I think the uh, pro there's two different profiles for Darius Taylor. I think the height weight is inaccurate here. I, I think he's closer to five, nine and a half, uh, 185 or so. Uh, he is a, a little bit of a smaller kid, but I do think that he, uh, 
has had a great or had a great senior season. Uh, Wester no longer in the playoffs, but um, he had a great senior season. He was very productive. You know, 11-3, I believe, was his personal best 100 meter, which isn't slow at all. Um, I, I do feel like he has, uh, again, good gain speed. He's a good receiver um, out of the backfield, even though he didn't post a ton of receiving yards. Seeing him in seven on seven in these offseason camps, I thought he looked really good as a pass catcher. Um, but I, again, I think he's a serviceable option. I think he's also a guy you can move around, offers you a little bit of, a, of flexibility within the offense. So Taylor's definitely want to keep an eye on again. He visited Michigan, so could be a flip from the Gophers if the Wolverines push and uh, Michigan in for a couple of Wisconsin defensive line commits, Trey Pierce, uh, Jamal Howard, Michigan pushing to uh, get both in for OVs. Pierce made an unofficial visit, so I think they can flip both from Wisconsin, especially with Wisconsin not having a head coach right now. And then uh, Cameron Calhoun, a three-star cornerback out of Ohio, is committed uh, to the hometown Cincinnati Bearcats. But I feel like Michigan can get him on campus and potentially create a flip there. Steve Klinkscale has strong ties throughout the state of Ohio, visited Calhoun during the bye week. So uh, Calhoun's definitely an interesting kid. I saw him, um, at the Under Armour camp in Ohio, and, uh, I actually wrote that he should be a guy that Michigan should consider offering. Um, he hasn't blown up quite like I expected him to, but obviously he is a late Michigan offer. Um, I think Calhoun is uh, pretty technically sound. I think he plays uh, with a high football IQ as well. He's not super explosive or athletic, but again, he's so technically sound. I think he would fit in well at a place like Michigan. Uh, he's listed at 5'8", 11 and a half. I would give him six feet. Um, so he does have decent height, decent, decent length. Again, good technique. I think the concerns with Calhoun have been more in the um, speed and explosion aspect, but he's definitely would definitely be a solid flip from Cincinnati. Uh, let's go down to Haven Harris, who asks EJ, any chance we round back to Oklahoma recruit? Seems like they have uh, some Midwest feel. Potentially. I mean, I, they, they have revisited some Oklahoma commits. Uh, you know, they saw Logan Howland during the bye week, Howland being uh, offensive line commit. But I've been told that there is just not a lot of movement there. They've revisited Jacoby Johnson, who made an official visit to this to Michigan in the summer, was once rated as the number one athlete in the country, but not a ton of movement there either. I, I would still keep an eye on Jacoby, he has kind of that Michigan kid feel, but just not a lot of movement with Oklahoma uh, com commits right now. Let's go down to Theodore Frazier. He says, so let's say that the 2023 class is a wash. How do you think our 2024 class will shake out with the recruits we're in on? And do you think we can finish top 10? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would have extremely high expectations for 2024. Michigan's going to be coming off. Um, you know, another strong season, maybe an, a college football playoff berth, maybe a big 10 title, maybe a national championship appearance. I mean, the sky's the limit with this team this season. Uh, either way, it will be a, a, a strong year for another strong year for the Wolverines, which uh, proves that last year wasn't really a flash in the pan. So I think 
having a couple of years of success will definitely help on the recruiting trail. And more importantly, if Michigan is able to lock in Jaden Davis early, who is expected to make a decision before the end of the calendar year, you have a leader of the class, which, you know, Michigan hasn't had a quarterback leading the class in a while, um, not since JJ. I mean, you you had back-to-back classes where you have project quarterbacks. You had uh, Jaden Denegal and Alex Orgy, and Orgy was a really late addition. Uh, and then this cycle, you have uh, Kendrick Bell, who's more of an athlete that may get a shot at, at playing quarterback. Uh, so, yeah, you don't haven't had that early, you know, big time quarterback commit like you did with JJ. And JJ played a huge role in helping put together the 2021 recruiting class. I think Jaden Davis could potentially have a, a similar effect with the 2024 recruiting class but the thing that concerns there are the two things that concern me uh about getting too hyped up because i got i personally got too hyped up after michigan made the playoff last year i was like man michigan's gonna finish you know top five this recruiting class they're gonna land all types of big time dudes you know they historically recruit well you know now they have this playoff under them and obviously it, it turned into I wouldn't call the 23 class a disaster, but it certainly hasn't met expectations. But the two things that concern me with getting that hyped up for 2024 are one offseason drama. It seems like Michigan is its own worst enemy. There hasn't been a year that I've been on the Michigan beat where we've just had a smooth sailing offseason. So, you know, you're already seeing the Jim Harbaugh rumors start up with the Indianapolis Colts on social media. Obviously, I don't think there's anything to those rumors, and there's no real reason to talk about, you know, the NFL stuff right now. But will those rumors get on social media in even more mass once the offseason hits you know it's bound to happen since harbaugh is such a polarizing figure um how much staff movement will there be who knows there was a ton last year i think uh you know jesse minter is here to stay i think the co-offensive coordinators of sharon moore and matt weiss uh, are good to go, but you just never know. You never know what's going to happen with certain assistants. You never know who's going to get job offers. You never know who's going to want to take a, a move up to the NFL or, or things of that nature. So you're going to have you you might have you know um, some staff movement. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how chaotic that staff movement is. Last year's staff movement was a killer on the recruiting trail just because you had the Jim Harbaugh NFL saga last forever. And then you had both coordinators leave. Then you had guys switching positions uh, like Bellamy moving from safeties to wide receivers. And then you had, you know, completely new guys coming in like Mike Elston. So there was just uh, a ton of chaos with the coaching staff. I don't think there will be as much chaos, if any, with the coaching staff next offseason. But again, Michigan has been its own work enemy every offseason so if they can avoid offseason drama that would be great um aside from that nil is still a concern you know schools like michigan state miami oregon texas a&m they're doing things different than michigan i'm not saying michigan should take the same approach but how is michigan going to adapt to 
losing battles uh, to some of those schools and not being able to pitch a ton on the NIL front? What will Michigan do from a recruiting perspective, not just a team perspective, which I think they have great plans for the team. I think Valiant does a great job of getting these guys opportunities. But from a recruiting gray area perspective, how much into the gray are you willing to go? How are you willing to adapt when, you know, recruit X comes to to visit Michigan and asks about NIL? What, you know, what can you do outside of just presenting the deals that players have now and what's in the works? So I think there's still a lot to answer with NIL. You know, I think having Santa Ono as president will uh, help in, in in some regard, but it's it's more so just wait and see, right? I think me, even as a just a recruiting reporter, just like you guys, I'm tired of hearing, oh, here's big announcement coming, big announcement coming, and then we don't get jacks. Uh, I'm waiting to see when these announcements actually come into fruition and when it actually makes a difference in recruiting. I think there can be a happy medium where you're not Oregon, uh, but you're also just not getting left completely behind. So I think in order for Michigan to truly finish top 10, top five, I think top 10 is a possibility even with NIL struggles. But I think for Michigan to get into that top five, to really reach its potential and capitalize off of playoff uh, momentum, I think they need to, uh, to figure out NIL. Um, let's go ahead and see, uh, Luke is next up in line. He says, uh, with LSU turning their season around, do you still believe there's a chance he flips to Michigan down the road? I'm not sure who Luke is referring to. Oh, it looks like he is referring to Jalen Brown. Um, I think Michigan was hopeful that he would come in for one of the big games in October, but uh, obviously that did not happen. So I would say chances are pretty low with five-star wide receiver Jalen Brown, who is currently committed to LSU. All right, let's go ahead and go down to the next question. Actually, before we move on to the next question, guys, um, we do have only about six minutes or so left. Remember, uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, and if you were not here I have a Zoom meeting that I need to get to after this show. So if you want your question to guaranteed be answered, leave a super chat. That money actually goes directly to my travel budget. So it's not going to corporate on three or anything. It's going directly, uh, well, not directly to my bank account, but it's going directly to my travel budget so I can go and uh, and watch guys across the country like I do every week. So uh, Super Chats are, are very appreciated and it'll vault you to the front of the line, especially when we are on time constraints like we are this week. Let's go ahead and go on to uh, the next person in line. Envy Universe 7, EJ, I'm just going to drop my questions right now. Who do you think Michigan is in the best spot in out of the 24 and 2025 guys, like the top couple of guys? Uh, so for 2024, I would immediately throw out Jaden Davis. Obviously, uh, he is Michigan's top overall target in 2024. Uh, top 100 quarterback across the board from Charlotte Providence Day. I had a great story with Jaden that just ran over at the Wolverine.com. He talked about his recent visit to Michigan, his special relationship with J.J. McCarthy, Michigan's offense, all that great stuff. And again, Davis is expected to make a decision before the end of the year. So I think Michigan is the clubhouse leader here. I have a prediction in, have had one in since the summer. I know a few have come in from different networks and all that 
that good stuff. I've had you on locks since the summer, and I haven't felt more confident in my prediction than I do today. So I love where the Wolverines stand with Davis. And like I mentioned earlier, Davis is definitely going to be a peer recruiter. I think he can help build up the class. Um, you know, a guy that I could see joining him is his teammate, Janning Goodwin, uh, three-star wide receiver, also out of Providence Day. Uh, pretty underrated, a legacy recruit. His father, Jonathan, uh, was a Michigan great who went on to win a Super Bowl in the NFL. So Channing Goodwin, I think, is a guy that is leaning uh, Michigan early on for sure. So I think you could see uh him come on board and i think michigan's in a really good spot with another one of davis's teammates jordan ship uh another three-star wide receiver who i think should be a four i think those guys could potentially turn not necessarily into a package deal but i think they it could turn into a uh domino type of situation in 2024 and michigan already has two commits manuel beagle who's more of an upside european take and then mason curtis an on 300 linebacker who i had a chance to see live last last month and is just really impressive from an athletic standpoint can play multiple positions excited to see how he kind of fills out and, and projects uh and then in 2025 you know it's still really early but i think that you know since michigan has now gone back to back cycles without taking true quarterbacks even if the wolverines land um Jaden davis i i think they're still going all in for an elite quarterback in 2025 as well so they're in a good spot with a handful of 2025 quarterbacks bryce underwood the number one quarterback nationally is actually right in the state of michigan um at belleville he led Belleville to a state title as a 14 year old. He's visited Michigan on multiple occasions this fall. The Wolverines actually lead on the recruiting prediction machine. I do think Underwood is going to attract the attention of several powers down south. I do think he's open to those schools, but I also feel like Michigan's doing a good job with him early on. Like I said, he's visited multiple times this fall. He was also on campus in the off season. I know there's been some issues at Belleville in the past, which is another story for another day, but I do feel like the Wolverines are strongly in the mix for Underwood as, as well as a couple of other top 100 2025 quarterbacks. Ryan Montgomery out of Ohio has visited multiple times. Cutter Bowley out of Kentucky has visited multiple times. So they are very much getting a head start on the elite quarterbacks in 2025 five um let's go ahead and go down to kevin do you think having an on-field coach mike elston as a recruiting coordinator is hurting recruiting i think recruiting coordinator was more of a title they gave to elston though he does help out recruiting with multiple positions and he's very active in terms of the coaching staff's recruiting approach but he's not the recruiting coordinator like in terms of uh, Courtney Morgan, it's not like they were like, hey, Elston, on top of being the defensive line coach, which is an important position, here's all these responsibilities that Courtney Morgan had, and now you have them. I don't think that's what happened. You know, Elston is more of the recruiting coordinator for the coaching staff and making sure, you know, guys are on point, different areas and things of that nature. But I think, you know, when it comes to the recruiting department, there still needs to be some additions, you know, Obviously, Michigan hired Albert Karshnia, um this offseason, who I think is more of a, you know, a, 
a grunt worker who really spends a lot of time evaluating underclassmen and planning things. I think the recruiting department has, uh, you know, great on-campus recruiting coordinator. Christina DeRuiter does a tremendous job on visits, uh, but I still think they need a Courtney Morgan type, kind of that big personality relationship builder within the recruiting department, kind of a, an extra coach in office that's involved on some of these Zoom calls. It's really you know, getting in uh, with some of the high school coaches and seven on seven coaches and trainers and all that stuff. That's what Courtney was really good at. Uh, I don't necessarily think that's the uh, the strong suit for for Karsnia, but I do feel like uh, Harbaugh recognizes the need for a better recruiting department. That's why he's worked to revamp it over the last couple of years. Obviously, it wasn't expected that Courtney was going to leave so fast. So I think you probably will see more movement within the recruiting department next year. All right, guys, we got about two minutes left. So if you have a question that you want answered and you were not here earlier in this show, Make sure to chime in with a super chat. You'll get vaulted to the top of the list. And like I said, that money goes straight to my travel budget. Um, as always, before we get out of here, subscribe to the Wolverine.com. Just $10 until next football season. But let's go ahead and answer a few more questions before we get out of here. What international prospects is Michigan recruiting in 2024 says Leo Jerstein. So Michigan has obviously uh, looked at several international prospects over the uh, last year with Mike Elston on staff. He has a, a great relationship with Brandon Collier, who is the king of European recruiting, uh, does a great job of mining for prospects and helping them get exposure out in Europe. So it's great for Elston to have that connection. So in 24, they already have one commitment in Manuel Beagle, who uh, is a defensive lineman out of Germany, has been playing offensive line uh, for prep school in Connecticut this year. So he's already one on board. And then German linebacker Justin Okoronkwo is another that Michigan offered in the summer after he camped with the Wolverines. He's definitely one to monitor moving forward. Uh, let's go ahead and go down to uh, Michigan Wolverine. He asked if Michigan gets Davis with the 2025 20, quarterback Bryce Underwood not be interested in Michigan. Um, I do not think so. <laughs> I don't, I think knowing Bryce, uh, I don't think Bryce really knows a ton about Jaden Davis, nor do I think Bryce really cares. I mean, Bryce has a lot of confidence about himself, which I really like. I think Bryce thinks he's the number one player in the country regardless. So I don't think Bryce is going to be scared off by Jaden Davis or anybody else for that matter. Honestly, if like Arch Manning was coming to Michigan, I don't think Bryce would really care. So I think Bryce is, is very, very confident in himself. Um, let's go ahead and go down to our last question of the day and it is uh we'll we'll do two more it looks like there is a ton of questions so guys if you want your questions answered now is the time we got like a minute left so we'll go rapid fire on like three more ej have you seen the new running back offer darius taylor what happened to jeremiah love yes we talked about darius taylor earlier in the show make sure to watch the replay of this show i think michigan has a great shot to flip him uh, from Minnesota if they pushed. As far as Jeremiah Love, Michigan uh, recruited him more as a corner. He wanted to play running back, and things didn't really shake after his OV. 
YouTube user asks EJ, are we recruiting any Mississippi guys? We have some dogs down here. Appreciate your work. Oh, yeah, man. I'm all about Mississippi guys. You know, I'm from Texas. So, uh, and I covered quite a few Mississippi guys when I was um, on the Texas beat. But as far as the Michigan beat, they don't recruit Mississippi very often. There aren't a lot of guys there. Um, Luke Hamilton. Oh, let's sorry. John Stacy. Luke Hamilton from Ohio. Also, the edge is escaping me. Both four stars in 2024. Yes, Luke Hamilton and Brian Robinson, Michigan, in a great spot with both prospects. Both prospects have visited this fall. I actually have on three predictions in for both. All right, guys. It looks like you guys failed with the super chats, which is disappointing. Y'all are going to have to come back with them next week. Uh, but appreciate you all for joining me. As always, subscribe to the Wolverine.com. Just $10 until next football season. Leave a like on this video. Subscribe to the Wolverine YouTube channel as well. That's completely free. It helps the algorithm. It helps us get out there and, and get our brand out and get people over uh, to join the chat so you guys can interact with me and your fellow Michigan fans. Uh, like I said, guys, have a great night and uh, looking forward to seeing y'all again next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.